Let Eurovision Queens begin! Podcast celebrating the glory that is the Eurovision Song Contest. And everything around the edges of Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, and that's what this episode's about, really. This is a special review episode coming to you from Stockholm, where we've been having so much fun at the Malfest final itself, but also at a pre-party and an after-party. Yeah, we are living and breathing Eurovision at this point, aren't we? <laughs> we are. <laughs> On a very lazy Sunday now, though, where we got up at 1pm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we thought, what do we need to do? We need to review everything that we saw, some of what we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this episode celebrates Melfest um, in Stockholm. Yeah. So we're going to cover some of the artists and songs that we saw at the parties, and also talk about a few of those that we enjoyed particularly at the Melfest final. Mm-hmm. But we already did a preview episode, didn't we, Ryan? Yeah, so if you want to hear our complete opinions and breakdowns on everyone that was at the finale, other than the ones that we missed who yes. qualified from the semis. Yes. Still, justice for Tennessee Tears. Yes. <laughs> we will die on that hill. Yeah. <laughs> then go and listen to our previous bonus episode, episode four. Yeah. So if you want to hear a thorough review of those parties and of the contest itself in the Friends Arena, stick around after this familiar anthem. So we wanted to start today with a shout out to Michael O'Kane, who I think he might be dual Irish Swedish, mm-hmm. but he lives in Stockholm. And we found out about the Melfest weekend parties through him on Twitter. So thank you, Michael. I think he's a member of the Eurovision Hub team. Ooh. Yes. So um yeah, thanks to him. We found out about the parties, we booked tickets, and that's where we were on the Friday night and after the Melfest final. Yeah. Yeah. So Eurovision artists from throughout time. Throughout time. <laughs> How far are we going back here? We went back quite a long way, to be no, fair. Well, not that far. I think that's a bit rude. <laughs> the first um, artist we wanted to talk about was Riley, who sang Breaking My Heart. Now, that's the Danish entry this year. We were surprised that Riley was first up, weren't we? we got, yeah. We got to the club, the Narlin Club, which is near Hotogas, and we were, I'm probably saying that wrong, Yeah. but um, as soon as he got up onto the stage, first we're like, oh my God, we're having the Danish entry first just out of the blocks. Yeah, it was like, I thought we'd have to wait for until 3am to get that, <laughs> but no, they started straight away. Yeah. The, the one thing that I will say was I was amazed by the quality of the vocals, yeah. because I thought a lot of the, the quirk of the song was in the edit. Yeah. But it absolutely wasn't, and yeah. it was really good. Oh, that was it. Um, There was like a little technical issue at the beginning, wasn't was, there? Yeah. And he was just so calm and chilled, and it was really reassuring, because he was the first artist out. Yeah, yeah. The DJ hadn't quite handed over yet from like playing audio to the Nat. Yeah. And yeah, he was just so confident, and it was just really reassuring, wasn't it? I think I've kind of been put off, Riley, just because all the pictures of him that have been promoting 
It's kind of like this sort of like twinky kind of young character. Yeah. It, just made, it felt a bit creepy. But um, he was such a lovely guy and he sang well. He can sing live. Mm. He should do very well at Eurovision. I think I think he'll qualify from the semi. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we'll play a bit of Riley and now. Do you remember? Be easier if I was dead. Because whenever you're trying to start something, I'm in my head. Pink skies, red wine. I called you mine September. Naked by your side on a is a song that I'd only heard earlier that day before I heard it perform and that was the Polish entry when we were doing a bit of research yes. to who was going to be there yeah. <laughs> we're like we really should listen to these songs but you have been busy you have been working in Stockholm I haven't have. you yeah. So, yeah so who was it Blanca with Solo yeah let's hear a bit of that <laughs> She was ready to perform, wasn't she? She was ready to do so. She was ready to do so. She had two backing dancers. They were all in like this shredded denim. denim. Yeah. So it was a little bit like edgy, bewitched it was edgy thing bewitched, going on. But it also reminded me of Gina G and her performance with um, Ooh, Ooh, just a little bit. When Gina G meets Bewitched. Yes. Yeah, that very get, much was that. Blanca Solo. Yeah. But I know there's been a lot of um, hate for Blanca online. I don't know whether it's something to do with the fact that there's a conspiracy around did she really win the Polish final and should Jan or Jan have won it. Mm-hmm. But um, all we can say is she was a consummate professional. She performed really well, proper pop princess mm. vibes i think she'll be winning a lot of people over won't she because yes. she's performing in london as yeah. well at the london party yeah. which we're also going to be at and she could sing her vocals were on point mm. they were really good i do remember though as soon as she finished you said well that was very nice but she's not going to progress past the semi-finals. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah it was a good song though yeah we enjoyed it very but well. most people only hear it once don't they so yeah. it's that whole thing but yeah then we went back just a f- very few years to um the San Marino entry, Sen Hit. First oh. off, 
Yeah, go for it. Oh, just, I had a feeling she was going to be good. But she came out and she really was like, right, you're all partying, but I'm really going to get you to party. Yeah. And she started with Freaky, yeah. which was the 2020 entry that obviously went to the Eurovision that yeah. never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a good song, but it got lost in the whole... Brilliance of 2020. Well, not just the brilliance, but also the fact that most people forget 2020 even existed. And, you know, we had a full set of Eurovision songs. Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. And then we went on to Adrenalina, the classic, oh. which I have to admit, I never really liked it on the night. I know there was Flo mm. Rider doing the, the rap first yeah. and that, but I never really rated it. Until we start dancing to it in clubs, in clubs and yeah, particularly at missing. So shout yeah. out to Amy Laquifer again yes, for well, getting that. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. But um, oh, honestly, the crowd was wild for Adrenalina, and she sang so well, she performed so well. Oh, brilliant stuff! A little bit of Adrenalina, definitely. Yeah. Pick out a highlight of this pre-party, but probably for me it was the set given by Anna Bergendahl, Swedish Melfest legend. Oh yeah, I mean I don't know her as well as you know her. Yeah, but I I knew her from last year's Melody Festival. What was that song? And that was Higher Power. Oh, that's what she and that's with. what she opened with. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm here for this. I love <laughs> this. And she's such a tiny little powerhouse, isn't she? She is. She is. And you can tell she was really enjoying performing again because she's she's a doctor now, mm. um, a medical doctor. So this was kind of going back to that for her. Yeah. So coming from the hospital to seeing <laughs> that must be like an absolute. <laughs> we told one of our Swedish friends that she was a doctor, and the Swedish friend said, "Yeah, everyone knows she's a doctor." So it's obviously kind of a big thing in the media that she's she's always been talked about in that way yeah but she also sang ashes to ashes then oh kingdom come was brilliant i didn't even know that song very well but mm. honestly the crowd chanting it back at mm. the end was amazing but most famously her entry that actually went to eurovision and sadly is one of the only swedish songs that didn't actually make it through to the final wow and that is this is my life mm. so we're definitely going to play some of that in now this is my life my friend and this is my time to
What was it about her performance at the party which was so great? I can't pinpoint it, but it, there was just... I felt relaxed in her presence. Yeah. And, you know, I knew we were going to have a good time. Yeah. I think maybe also just the pure joy that she had for being on stage. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, God, yeah. I mean, I, I liked her before, but now I'm absolutely like, yeah. Yeah. And it was like a little mini concert because she had mm. four songs. Yeah. And they're all Eurovision related. So yeah. it was kind of like, this felt like the right audience, the right time. Mm-hmm. And she looked amazing as well. She had this kind of like small black satin dress on and with a belt. And she had her hair tied back tight in a mm. long ponytail. Yeah. 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 But she looked really good as well. And she was obviously feeling herself. <laughs> so that was everything we saw at the pre-party because we didn't stay for the whole thing because we need a bit of sleep time. Mm. Yeah, because it had got to about one o'clock by that point anyway. And we needed to get some rest ready for our Saturday. The Saturday. Oh, my God. (laughs) So let's just talk about getting there at first. We got a bit stressed about, well, would there be food there? Would we get food in advance? Would we go to the shopping centre? Because it's right next to the um, Mall of Scandinavia in Sonne. But I think we were coming to it with our mentality of, like, if we were getting there in the UK, everything everything would be be ruined. Everything would be broken. We cannot rely on any public (laughs) services. But we got got there completely on time and it didn't really matter about queuing to get into the arena or anything because the fact is we already had seats. It was minus five degrees though. It was. Could have done without that for half an hour. (laughs) Eating my prawn and egg sandwich with Mm. freezing cold hands. But I mean, once we got into that arena, and once the uh, size of it, yeah, the size of it, the the epicness of it. And the first thing I wanted to do, listeners, was buy a Melfest one. And Ryan said, really? And I was like, yes, really. I've been coveting a Melfest one for as long as I can remember. Yeah, so now we're the proud owners. Well, you are the proud owner. That's mine. I have a a very exciting Melfest wand. It's got three settings. Yeah. (laughs) So we got to our seat. Um, It was in the first section. P01, I'll have you know. Mm. <laughs> and as soon as we found our seats, we realised, to our complete delight, and I don't know whether we knew or we'd forgotten, mm. but it was literally just in front of the green room. Uh, we were the last row before the green room, so yeah. we could turn around and we were the equivalent of the front row of the green room. Yeah. Which just blew our little minds. <laughs> Particularly as um, once the artist came out and we had people near us, we had um, we had Jean-Henrik Fal- Falgren, Arc North and all, whatever they were called, Adam someone, um, on the left. But on the right, we had a clear view all the way through the contest of Turner Sicalius, um, Marcus and Martinez, mm-hmm. um, Maria Sur, and then Kiana. And then right in the corner, we could just see, just beyond where the trophy was, Laureline. <laughs> and Cassia. Oh, yes, Cassia Pierre. Yeah. Yes. So excited to see her from last year yeah. as well. One of the first things we saw was Cassia Pierre and Laurel, who sang Sober this year, embracing because Laurel had co written Maria Sur's song and Cassia Pierre had co written Laureline's. Yes. Mm. So the atmosphere in that place was great, wasn't it? But it all felt a bit random. Everyone was very informal as people half stood up. It felt like there it, wasn't a lot of security. It just felt a bit, I don't know, disorganised. There's, there's something that was about to go on TV. Everyone was so casual. Mm. And it's like, we're, we're on TV set. Or like five minutes before the show started, people were still just mooching around, <laughs> yeah. seats, just doing whatever. Yeah, And it was bonkers, but incredible. Yeah. It was so much fun. And the presenters kept... Every time the presenters stopped doing a thing, they yeah. came and stood right behind us, ready for the next thing. before each song. They, yeah. would, they would stand directly behind us to read their notes. Yeah, um, and then great. go off to the next area that they, they were going to go off to from. the next stage. Yeah, the stage where Ryland was. 
Oh, yes. Shout out to Rylan. Yeah, we spotted Rylan at one point. Um, yeah, that was fun. Proper Eurovision fan, which we like to see. Everyone who's ever, anyone about Eurovision is in that room. <laughs> now, we're not going to play all of the songs from the night because you know them already, but we just wanted to play a few of them, ones that really hit home to us on the night. The first one we want to talk about is Rhythm of My Show by Tonus Achilles. Oh, Wasn't it? so well performed it was so good and she performed second yeah which is we all know is the death slot Mm. and i want to know what the reason was for that that she was put in the second slot when she was director final i know someone's gonna go second but that felt really director final week one you know it's been a long time since we spent any time with that well obviously not us but I reckon if that had been in a later slot in the show, it would have been so much better. And the other thing was, we heard it in the party the night before, and the whole place went crazy yes, for it, it didn't did. they? Yeah. They absolutely loved it. Yeah. And and also what surprised me, and I was so pleased to see, was, well, Tona is trans, mm-hmm. yeah, but there were so many kids coming to the arena with Tona. Yeah, that was amazing, wasn't it? It's like yeah. that acceptance, not, not even thinking about it, is so important. Versus um, America yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's play a bit of Turn of It's the rhythm of my show. I'm dancing in solo. My body, my body, feeling like I am a mango. It's the rhythm of my show. I'm teaching my tango. My body, my body, cause you know what I am here for. It's the rhythm of my show. biggest struggles I had during the Melfest final was we could keep turning around and there was Tona. Yeah, <laughs> was she like... was the closest artist to us facing us. Yeah. And once she sat down, we both turned around and just waved at her like <laughs> frantic little Dude, we love you signs. Yeah. <laughs> and she waved back at us, which yeah. then just only encouraged us even more. I know, but then it's like I didn't want to turn around because I didn't want to be creepy. Yeah. But she was but so I, much fun. I did turn around and, and saw her like dancing along to everyone and singing the along. The funniest one was when um, Slap a la Soja um, by Nordman came on <laughs> and um, she was singing every single lyric. Amazing. As was Kiana. Wow. They were singing each other's songs. Yeah. And that's just so nice. And the amount of love in that green room for one another. Yeah. Like just the artist's in the whole thing it's just full of so much respect and love and yeah you kind of see that on tv a bit but yeah it was amazing to see that yeah. so yeah i think the one that got everyone wild was panatos with on my way oh yes the yes. whole arena was just dancing to that it was like a one big happy party wasn't it yeah i, I don't think they'd even hit the first chorus and, and most people were on their feet but yeah. even we're not gonna lie we're not really that into that no, song no but we were up as well. There's That's something the about it that just yeah. lifts you up. And it yeah. was, yeah, everyone's spinning their little balloons. Yeah. <laughs> Another highlight was definitely seeing Marcus and Martinez sing Air. Mm. Their performance was really... It had levelled up, hadn't it? Really good. And I don't know whether it was maybe just seeing it live made it better. And just from the from our position, we could see maybe more of it. Yeah. There's that one bit where they're trapped in the Christmas tree. <laughs> as they called it. And yeah. also that big step that they did. Into the space, it was just mm. so well done. So let's hear a bit of Marcus and Martinez. Yeah. 
that was much better than I imagined it would be. And we could see that it was going to do so well on the mm. night. I mean, they're so popular anyway. There's so many kids with Marcus and Martinez placards. But another one we've, we've got to talk about, because she's so joyful, Kiana with Where Did You Go? Oh. Honestly, that was just electric in the room. <laughs> Under the stars, that's where I found you. in the semi-finals yeah. to do so well Did on the really night. Well, so I think she yeah. ended up sixth mm. out of 12. Yeah. Honestly, her performance was so on point. She was so fun as well. She was like waving at everyone before she started. Yeah, she was just a ball of like, sunshine, wasn't yeah. she? <laughs> yeah, I've got a lovely picture that I shared on Twitter after the whole thing where she's just standing up on one of the rostrum um, in the green room just dancing away and just waving at people so much fun oh I tell you what another highlight that I was not expecting going into the show was Paul Ray with Royals we can be That was the one I would kind of think, oh, well, that's just nothing. That's just crap. I thought the song was okay. Yeah. But he performed the F out of it. And he was closing the show. Yeah. But, oh, my God. Because I think closing the show is often a poison chalice because everyone's already decided who they want. Yeah. It's kind of just like an afterthought. No, he punched through. He's like, I'm going to get you to take notice. Now, interestingly enough, it didn't work in Sweden, though, Mm. because the audience... um, Gave him one point. One point. But the international juries gave him over 50 points. He was sat in second, second or third place just was, after the... It's a total surprise in yeah. the arena. But it was... Not in was... the arena, sorry. No. Um, a total surprise to us. I mean, the arena was going wild for it. Yeah. When he came out onto the stage, when they're playing his little VT, he came out and he waved to the crowd and, like, got them all to cheer and then, like, went to the other section and got them to cheer. Yeah. And he did that sort of, like... It was just kind of resetting the the audience yeah. but also connecting with the audience straight away yeah. and it and gave it a buzz didn't it it really gave it oh. a buzz we were all on our feet yeah. And, yeah and it was so good and for you and I who were like yeah that song's alright yeah. like, <laughs> oh my god this song's really good yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so that was a really good one I think it's worth saying at this point the cleverness of the Melfest strategy the cleverness of the Swedes to realise there's no point in having a system where just that nation's population votes for the song, mm. that the fact that they've got the international juries, because you need that, because otherwise it's not a judge of what F, what's going to happen at Eurovision. Yeah. You need the external voices. It's so the right way to go. The UK should do it. Every country should do it, yeah. where they have international juries, because otherwise you're getting this highly skewed cultural um, vote 
that is based on preferences within that country. Yeah, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah, you, you, you do kind of want to do a little... Temperature test. Yeah, exactly. Temperature test yeah. on what other people are into. Now, we haven't talked about her yet, but <laughs> we're, we're getting there now. Laureen singing Tattoo. It's just like such a privilege because obviously there's a high chance she could win the whole of Eurovision. Yeah. Um, so to see her perform, to see her setting up, to see them setting up the giant hamburger. Well, yeah. one of the first things we did when we got into the arena was <laughs> we went straight to the stage and, and looked, could see the top. Yeah. Of, I mean, Lorene calls it the hamburger. It's yeah. the big block that comes down. And it was just so amazing to see that and to see her sing it live was just the emotion. Mm. I mean, th- there was a problem with that performance though, wasn't there? Well, they seem to gas her off at the stage at one point like us in the arena couldn't see a thing at one point so like between the first chorus and that second verse it was just a sandstorm yeah (laughs) it was absolutely all we could see was a bit of the the light of the screen yeah and we're like oh okay someone got fired (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I did almost think that they might have to reset it and do it again i was like well maybe we'll see it a bit more (laughs) twice but no they didn't a bit of a theme for them yeah i think she would have done better even better scores if that hadn't happened. Because I think there was a slight disconnect because of that. Maybe. Obviously, when she went on to win and re-perform it, somebody else was running the smoke machine at that point, weren't they? The thing that blew me away the most was the the humbleness of her as an artist Mm. versus the sheer stage presence she has. She makes it look so effortless and like she should be like... Like, we should all just be bowing down and worshipping her. Mm. And then she's just, like, really happy and really smiley and just lovely. And, I mean, you managed to talk to her as she walked past you. (laughs) Yeah, after she won. So you and her are now good friends. Of course we are. It was funny because I I was slightly embarrassed at what I said to her because I said congratulations. But I also said thank you. (laughs) Which is such a weird thing to say. But it was a genuine heartfelt emotion at that moment. Thank you, you know, that you gave us that. I feel that is correct, yes. Yeah, but it was a weird (laughs) to say wasn't it i was like oh i'm an idiot no you were just caught up in the moment and that's all part of it isn't it yeah we should also mention that we had great fun seeing listen to your heartbeat being performed and by friends which i remember from way Mm. back in the days it's like 2005 something like that Oh, 
because in Melfest, for anybody that doesn't know, yeah. is they sort of use that as a sting to sort of launch the to signify that's all the performance is right now. Vote. Yeah. So they they have a, a a cheesy little dance that they do on and stage that they taught us all before yeah. the show starts, yeah. <laughs> just so everyone can do it. But they started doing it, and I was like, "Oh, something's a bit weird." And they did the chorus, and then this, the the screens back, back screens opened, and they walked out to then sing a verse, didn't they? So yeah. Yeah. that was a nice surprise. It was, and they were wearing the correct costumes. I don't know if they knew it was the maroon costume. Oh, was before. it? Yeah. Well, I, I just enjoyed the fact that the two presenters had the big hearts on yeah. as well. Because, oh, yeah, you know, like, silly. yeah, they've been silly. Love it. <laughs> presenters were so good, weren't they? They actually were. Yes, yeah. but, and I can't remember her name, but they were so much fun and they mm. really, they were really relaxed as well. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine the pressure of doing all that. Because we saw that pressure close too, because the fact, all right, we've got to learn this bit, and we're going around this corner, and then we're going to talk to the artists. Yeah. That being on, and live mm. in that on that level, they must be in line for possibly helping Petra Meda present Eurovision if it does go to Sweden. Oh, and Petra's got to do it, hasn't she? She, has to. she can't not. I mean, maybe you just go Petra and Mons again, though. Really? Could you imagine if we see Petra next year? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we should also talk about Danny Salcido being entered into the Hall of Fame. Yep. He sang in the club. We, the funniest thing, you'll have seen it if you watch the TV coverage, was the clips they showed of how Danny Salcido was pipped each time he got close to, to winning Melfest. First by Eric Sada and then by Lorene. Reenacted by um, a kindergarten classroom. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, we didn't understand the language of what was going on, yeah, we but knew exactly we knew what exactly what was going on. And I think to induct him into the Hall of Fame when he came second to Lorene. Yeah. It was the right night for it, it, it was, but it was, I guess it's that Swedish sort of mentality of humour or whatever, but it was a little bit yeah, tongue-in-cheek at the same time. Yeah. But then he went into the um, artist area as well, so mm. he was there when all the, I think, um, that was it just before the results came mm. out. And he put on an amazing show, didn't he? Yeah. I was a little bit sad that he didn't do Dandy Dancer. Oh, God, yes. A little bit. Very sad. A little bit quite sad. Because that's much better than In the Club. Mm. Should we hear a bit of In the Club, though? Yeah. Voting was really terrifying because you don't know how it's going to go. And the first vote was from Croatia and Lorena only got eight. So it was kind of like, yeah, oh, across the it, world. and it was, there was an, there were, everyone gasped when they yeah. gave, yeah. Yeah. Which was, yeah. Because didn't Royals get 12? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So weird. But then all the rest of the votes were 12s from the international juries. So I think she got 92 out of possible 96. And then for the public vote, she got, you know, almost as much as she could get as well. But it was still nerve-wracking. It was very nerve-wracking because she did need quite... Like, it ended up with her and Marcus Martinez yeah. 
in for neck, neck and neck. neck. Yeah. And it was announcing her points was whether or not she'd had enough to beat yeah. them or not. And but, yeah. but also the cruelty of the setup that you have like um the camera's right on you. When Tony Sicalia's got her five oh. and we were just like we were right there and we were like Oh my god, we just yeah. really want to give you a hug now, but that would have been patronizing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. When Paul Ray got his one. Yes. I mean, Jesus Christ, come on. It was just so hard. Mm. I guess those scores were lower just because so many of the scores were for Lorene. So everyone else yeah. had so much left. Yeah. But just to be there when Lorene was crowned the winner and was sent past the trophy and the, that gorgeous flower bouquet. Mm. I mean, the amount of photos I could take at close range. It's mm. like, she's just here. She's and just here. It did feel like history being made it as well, really didn't did. it? It yeah. was for our first Malfest. We were so lucky. And for us to have bought the tickets before we knew the artists that were going to be there. Yeah. Like, oh my God, we absolutely hit it out of the park. We did. We looked out. Yeah. 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 To remember that stressful day in November in New Zealand, in New Zealand, when we, when we got up at I can't remember what, what it was the, the stress of trying to figure out what time it was to the, the tickets went on sale. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, it all worked out. Yeah, and then after it all happened, the final um, the final performance mm. was way better, wasn't it? Oh yes, yeah. and oh yeah, just because there was the joy in her voice yeah. and like halfway through she was like i love you guys yeah. and and just the, the playfulness of the range of the vocals yeah. during that that's sort of what i love is that you can hear that that raw power is there on tap but she can also like play around with it too mm-hmm. oh amazing yeah. yeah so on a complete high we then had to leave the arena we left quicker than a lot of people because we wanted to get to the after party um, main party as it's called of Melfest weekend mm. at the Narland Club again mm. so we had to get across Stockholm by train mm-hmm. yeah which was we did it really quickly didn't we we did it ridiculously quickly but we had our UK mentality on again where it's like well all of the trains will be cancelled so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it actually took longer for us to order hamburgers oh. from Max yeah. than it did yeah because we thought we needed a quick pit stop <laughs> refueling and we Stockholm. had more rage there than yeah, we did we anywhere did. else. <laughs> rage? Us? Mm. Anyway, we got back to the, the Nylon Club. We danced along to Tattoo straight away. Oh, yeah. And the place went yeah. insane. I yeah. mean, I feel like we've had a trajectory of like when we landed yeah. and we went to the Secret Garden and we yeah. requested Tattoo. Yeah. People were into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we've we've danced to it in so many places and it's just got bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger and yeah. And, and there's there's actually people cosplaying as Lorene as well. What's that? I yeah, didn't see, see that. Three women no. cosplaying as Lorene. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so good. Excellent. Yeah. Um we also heard a bit of Mirav Dig by Theos, which mm-hmm. we also really enjoyed on the night. Yeah. Uh, got a bit lost in the midst of everything else. Oh and Keanu as well, didn't Yes, Keanu, where did you go? Yeah. That so that night? was fun. Yeah. Um, but the main performers that night, the one that we saw first, ah, oh, so exciting, Clara Hammerstrong. Oh, a Melfest alumni? Yeah. Yes. She's been three times. I don't think she's a legend yet, but she will get legendary status. I have no question. Hopefully when we're there next year, yeah. maybe she'll get inducted into the Hall of Fame when we're or there. Or she'll win it next year. Or she'll come back and win it next year. Because she did say that she didn't enjoy watching it from home. No, she did say it was the first year she watched it from home. Where you can sense those <laughs> like, ah, I'll get this. So if you yeah. don't remember, Clara Hamstrong previously sang Beat of Broken Hearts, which mm-hmm. she performed brilliantly as well. But everyone was waiting for, for Run to the Hills. 
Spotify track from last year. Yeah. And being in a room where everyone else knows it just feels correct. Yeah. And she did it so well. Yeah. It was amazing. And we're with our friend um Frederick and he was like, I can't believe you know all these songs. Yeah. (laughs) He's a Eurovision fan. Yeah. But it's just like the passion and the dancing. Yeah. And next up, bang up today, the next performer was Alessandra, who sang Queen of Kings. Yeah, who's one of the favourites for this year. Absolutely. What was so funny about this Alessandra situation? Oh, was it when it when she'd finished yeah. and then everyone started screaming, one, one more, more time. time. One more time. And um, actually, she did it better the second time. She, she took her little um, yeah. the headphones. headphones out and did it sort of so she couldn't hear what yeah. was going on. And we mentioned before that we were a bit worried about her vocals. Because From the Norwegian final, the Melody, Melody Grand, Prix. Grand Prix, they allowed auto-tuning. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she, she did it well. It sounded a bit less weirdly echoey. It yes. sounded a bit more normal. But also, that's what put us off the song to begin with, I think. Yeah, it yeah, there was it was almost like she was singing it in a tunnel. Yes, but now it felt more <laughs> real. Yeah. And maybe that immediacy will really help if it performs like that again. I hope so, yeah. The only thing that I was a little bit concerned about was she's sort of evolving it a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a bit where she does like a raspy yeah. bit and it, it's getting raspier every time. Okay, yeah. But it's like, that's great when it's live and when you're playing around with it and you've got a crowd of fans, but then you need to sort of tighten it up again for the Eurovision performance. Yeah. But again, we'll be seeing her at the London party, so we'll see how it evolves by then. Absolutely. But we'll also be very excited for it again. Yeah, so so good to see another entry for this year performing live. Mm. We must also shout out to the drag queens who were hosting and gave a brilliant medley performance of lots of Eurovision oh, songs. Yeah, so, they put their heart and soul yeah. into that, didn't they? <laughs> so there were Queen Rain, which basically means Queen Queen, <laughs> um, Brenda Mandler, um, which is a joke name. And I had to ch- check with my friend Anna Korkadal and she understood the joke straight away. Mm-hmm. It's a, it means burnt almonds in Swedish, oh. but they're called Branda Mandla. Oh, okay. Or Mondla. So, um, yeah, so it's a good drag name. Um, but she was great fun. And then finally, Miss Toby. Miss Toby performed Sugar, the Moldovan entry. Oh. <laughs> How on point was that? It was, it, it was funny because as soon as she walked out, I was like, this is going to be sugar, isn't it? Yeah. And it was. And she, like, gave it so much, like, camp energy. Because the, ca- the song's already camp, she isn't really it? Performed she had, like, accurately. the routine down. Yeah. It was... People were living. Yeah. Yeah. She need to fed play. the children. We need to play a bit of sugar. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> come over, come over. I'm overjoyed without you. Come over, come over. Hey, lover, give me some. Okay, so that's about it. We did dance to tattoo one more time, which only felt right on a night like that. Yeah. Or at least a morning like that by that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was about two o'clock at that point, yeah. at least. But what an experience. What was your highlight, Ryan? Oh, I think my highlight is just being in a room with that many Eurovision fans. Yeah. And just realising that. Because, like, you know, in our normal day-to-day lives, people are asked, like, oh, you're going to a Eurovision party? Or... Oh, and when we're talking about songs that we already know for this year's and like oh, finding us bonkers and you just we've been dropped into a crowd of people who know the deep cuts. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know the deepest of deep cuts by a long Yeah, there way. were a few Swedish songs this week we didn't know from um, one that was from 1987 and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> OK. Yeah. It's like we still got a lot to learn. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like ones from three male fests ago that came like middle of the table yeah. and someone was like, how do you know this? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> I think my highlight, thanks for asking. <laughs> what was your highlight? <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you asked. We're just at the final being in, it felt like we we're inside the television mm. because we watched all the heats and to be that close to the oh. green, green room and also close enough to the stage that we felt we were in it. We were close enough that the confetti at the end hit us, yeah. which we've got a bit in our bag. We have. <laughs> why wouldn't you? <laughs> for, for scrapbooking purposes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that was the highlight for me. And just seeing Lorene's reaction at close quarters to winning and walking past to do her performance was mm. just amazing. So good. Yeah. So if there's any Eurovision fans out there that are on the fence about whether or not they should go to Melody Festival in, yeah, the Swedes know how to put it on. Mm. It's a big arena, so the chances of getting tickets are much higher than going to. And it's a tight show. Yeah. There is not a moment in that where I was like, I don't know what's going on, or yeah. you know, like afterwards, there, there's not a massive bit of voting yeah. fluff yeah. like there is in Eurovision, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. So we we took our seats and we were there and it just what's that it flew oh yeah so I hope you enjoyed spending a bit of time with us today reviewing the Melfest final we've had such a great week mm. we're here for another actually aren't we yeah but more work probably a little bit less Eurovision yeah but that's okay we need to come down from our cloud yeah. <laughs> Our little Eurovision bubble before we return to the normal world for a bit. So until next time, I've been Andy. And I've been Ryan. And here are our socials. On Twitter, at EuroQueensPod. On Instagram, with Eurovision Queens. And on the old email, EurovisionQueens at gmail.com. And we've also got our little Spotify playlist that is linked in our bios. It absolutely is. So if you need a, if you're hosting a Eurovision party, just stick that one on. Yeah. Until next time, bye. Bye. You've been listening to Eurovision Queens. If you enjoyed the episode, I know that Andy and Ryan would love to hear from you on email, Twitter or Instagram. Better still, why not leave them a review on Apple Podcasts so that other Eurovision fans can find them. 